Hey everybody, this is Sean Blakeney, lead pastor at Anchor Church in Delray Beach, Florida. Thanks so much for taking the time today to download and listen to this message. You know, as a church, our mission statement is to bring hope to the hopeless, and I really truly believe that today's message will speak hope into your life. Follow us on Instagram at myanchorchurchfl or check out our website at myanchorchurch.org. We love you so much. Thanks for listening to this podcast today. Well, hey, Anchor Church, happy Sunday. Pastor Sean here, man. We're so glad you're with us today. And uh, man, Teresa and I are counting down the days to when we'll all be back together again. And, uh, you know, since I guess Disney is open and Universal is open, maybe we should all all drive to Orlando and have church up there because it seems like everybody's open except for Atlantic High School. God bless us. But uh, we're trying to get together with you. We're talking to parking lots and buildings and schools and we're trying to get together. But if this is the only way we can right now, man, I believe that God is in it and he's working through it. And we're so glad you're with us. Uh, We're in a series right now that we titled Stronger. And the whole reason why I wanted to preach this message stronger was uh, a few months ago, while we were right in the middle of COVID and we're in this pandemic and everyone was quarantined at home, Teresa and I were reading through the book of Acts. And what I noticed is in the book of Acts, when the church came up against harsh persecution, God moved through the church in a mighty way. Persecution did not shut the church down. Persecution actually moved the church forward. And what we've been talking about in this series is in week one, if you missed any of it, go back to our YouTube channel. You should actually subscribe to our YouTube channel, share it with a friend. But in week one, I talked about how you and I are stronger because of God's power. It's not your power. It's his power. Last week, I talked about how you and I are stronger because of God's presence. God's presence is working in you and through you. You have the Holy Spirit when you give your heart to Jesus Christ. And this week, I wanna talk about how you and I are stronger because of God's purpose. We're stronger because of God's power, stronger because of God's presence, but we're stronger because of God's purpose. Now, this is kind of the the theme verse I've been using for this series. It's Actually, it's theme verses, if you will. And uh, you notice that uh, if you look in the, the New Testament, Jesus comes to planet Earth. He dies a death that you and I should have died. He is buried in a tomb. Three days later, he rises from the dead, spends some time with his disciples on planet earth. He ascends into heaven, gives them a mission to go preach, teach, lets them know the Holy Spirit is coming upon you. He will come upon you. And when he comes, he's staying. And Jesus says, it's better that I go because if I don't go, he can't come. And believe me, you and I want the Holy Spirit. And what happens is then God begins to move through the people and the church begins I love in the New Testament, in the book of Acts, the church is actually called the way. I love that, the way. And the way is moving and God is working amongst his people. And when God begins to move, Satan wants to thwart the plans of God. I always believe when the church is on a mission, when the church is on move, the devil wants to come and squelch the movement of God. And the Bible says this, in Acts chapter eight, these are kind of our theme verses here, Saul, was one of the witnesses and he agreed completely with the killing of Stephen. Stephen was the first martyr of the faith. He was a man of God, full of faith, on mission to share the gospel. And Saul, who later becomes Paul and writes over half the New Testament, 
is on mission here to kill Christians, to shut down the church. And Stephen is the first one to die for his faith. And when Stephen died, it sent persecution to the church and the church freaked out. The Bible says this, that a great wave of persecution began that day, sweeping over the church in Jerusalem and all the believers except the apostles were scattered through the regions of Judea and Samaria. But some devout men came and buried Stephen with great mourning. But Saul was going everywhere to destroy the church. He went from house to house, dragging out both men and women to throw them into prison. Now, this is the verse we've been focusing on. Now, catch this. But the believers who were scattered preached the good news about Jesus everywhere they went. I love it. They were frightened for a moment. They were sent out for a moment. But then they go, wait a minute. God called us for a mission. God called us for a purpose. We have his power. We have his presence and we have his purpose and we're not stopping. The devil can't shut this down. And the reason why this is such an encouraging word for us today is it doesn't matter if you're in quarantine, if we're in the middle of a pandemic, what you're going through financially, you lost your job, your your marriage is in uh, turmoil. It doesn't matter what you're going through. God is still moving in you and through you and you're stronger because of Jesus. You're stronger because of his power, stronger because of his presence. And today I want you to know you're stronger because of his purpose. Man, how many of you ever had someone say to you, God has a purpose for your life? Just by a show of hands, how many of you ever heard somebody tell you, God has a purpose for your life? He has a plan for your life. Believe me, I've heard it, you've heard it, we've all heard it. How do I know this? Well, because it's one of the most searched things on the internet. What is my plan for life? What is my mission in life? What is God's plan for my life? So many people have researched that. There's blogs about it. There's tweets about it. There's books about it. There's YouTube videos about it. There's sermons about it. There's blogs about it. People want to know, what is God's plan for my life? And I love in the book of Acts chapter 20, this guy, Paul, who used to be Saul, was killing Christians, has this amazing conversion with Jesus Christ. And now he's radically transformed. Instead of killing Christians, he's winning people to the faith. And he says this in Acts 20, 24, But my life is worth nothing to me unless I use it for finishing the work assigned me by the Lord Jesus. I want to do a a message sometime, call it worthless. Mm. I don't want to preach this right here. Paul says, I'm worthless Mm. unless I'm sharing the gospel. My life is worth nothing unless it's on purpose for Jesus, letting people know how important Christ is in my life. He says, it's the work of telling others the good news about the wonderful grace of God. Paul goes on to write in Ephesians chapter two, God saved you, you and me, God saved us when you believed. And you can't take credit for this. It's a gift from God. Salvation is not a reward for the good things we have done. So none of us can boast about it. It's not about how smart you are, how rich you are, how good you are. We're just not that good. Paul said, it's not because of us. It's all because of Jesus. For we are God's masterpiece. He created us anew in Christ Jesus so we can do the good things he planned for us long ago. You know what that verse just tells me right there? Doesn't matter who you are, where you are in your spiritual journey, God has a plan for your life. And when you give your heart to Jesus Christ, he's got you on purpose. He's got you on mission. He's anointed you. He's appointed you. So why? Walk in it. Man, some of you are like, I'm an accident. No, it doesn't matter what your parents said about you. It's about what God says about you. And God has a purpose for your life. He's intended great things for you. What I just read is that you and I are God's masterpiece. And God don't make no junk. You are made by God, appointed by God. So be used by God. 
Man, if you're wondering today, what is God's plan for my life? What does God want for my life? We're gonna talk about that today because God has called you. So when God has called you, walk in the confidence he has in store for you. I talk to so many people who go this, they say this, where they go, Sean, well, I, I don't know. I, I'm, I mean, I wanna be driven, but, but, and I wanna be ambitious, but I think that's kind of arrogant. I'm like, wait a minute, what are you talking about? Do you know if God put a purpose and a desire in your heart, you should be driven in that desire. Yep. I think, Zeke, I think about it. When I, every time I talk to you, you got something new going on. You, you got business, marketing. Every time I talk to you, bro, you know what God has shoulder tapped you to do, and you're moving in it. Yep. Man, you're scrapping. I love that. I think God wants scrappy Christians, people that go, I'm, I'm, let's go. Yep. I don't think he wants people to give up. If he's put ambition in your heart and drive in your heart, Man, work for the Lord with everything that you have and everything that you do, knowing he has shoulder tapped me, he's purposed me, I'm walking in the purpose, no matter what I do, God's in control. You're driven by purpose. It's not a bad thing to be ambitious. Man, the Bible says he hadn't given us a spirit of, of timidity or of fear, but of power, of drive. So man, whatever it is you're doing, if you're a lawyer, man, be the best godly lawyer you can be. If you're a stay-at-home mom, be the best stay-at-home mom you can be. Man, if you're a worship leader, be the best worship leader you can be. If you're a doctor, be the best doctor in the word of God, godly doctor you can be. A bank, a banker, investor, whatever it is you do. If you're a professional athlete, man, do the, be the best godly professional athlete you can be and tithe. Anyway, so... <laughs> Anchor church. No, but be, be the best godly person you can be. That's your purpose. God has a purpose for your life. And it doesn't matter what you have. I've talked to people all the time and say this. Well, I was going to give my heart to Jesus Christ, Sean, but I'm not a preacher or a worship leader or a missionary. And so I didn't want to give my heart to Christ because I knew as soon as I gave my heart to Christ, I had to go on the mission field. I'm like, what are you talking about, homie? You don't have to go to Africa to be on the mission field. Maybe your mission field is your cubicle at work. Maybe your mission field is your locker at school. Man, maybe your mission field is the sport team you play on. You don't have to go to another country to be in the purpose of God. Whatever it is he's called you to, you better walk in that purpose. You are created with a purpose, and you and I are stronger when we walk in that purpose. Man, I remember... um, when Teresa and I and our kids were living out in California, this is a long time ago, Austin was, man, it was, I think it was the first time he'd ever really played like team sports. He played baseball. And it's any father's dream to go out, warm up on the field with your son, throwing the baseball. And I've got Austin's bat bag. Teresa and I go, Austin's like a little tyke. We go out there. You guys, it's a true story. I'm not, I'm not even joking. She's laughing right now because it's a true story. And I carry the bat bag. I lay the bat bag down, right? I'm bending down to get my mitt because all the dads are on the field warming up with their sons, tossing the baseball. I've been down to get my mitt. Teresa hands me her purse. And the next thing I know, Teresa and Austin are throwing the baseball on the field with all of the men and their sons. All the dads and their boys and my wife, and I'm standing there with all the wives holding my wife's purse with my fingers on the fence looking through going, this is my worst nightmare right now. I don't know if I should share like, like cooking. And I, don't, I don't know what, what's happening right now. It's, and I'm just sitting there going, that's, that's my wife out there. I'm, I'm a proud. But 
proud husband. And but but all I have to say, I, I noticed there's this one kid on the team. He was smaller than anybody else. He was tiny, and uh, I just noticed he was running everywhere. He was listening to the coach. He was hustling off the uh, off the the field. He was always hustling. He was a small guy. He was a scrappy guy. And I told my son when we got in the car, I said that kid right there, that kid's gonna be a star. And he said, Dad, he's not very big. I said, ah, I don't care about big talent. I care about big heart. That's going to be a player right there. Listen, I can teach talent. I can't teach heart. And what God wants for you and I is heart. You know what he said about David in the Old Testament? He's a man after my own heart. He's got heart. He's scrappy. David will fight battles for me because I've called him to fight battles for me. He'll worship for me because I've called him to worship for me. If God's called you, then you need to walk in the path and the purpose he has for you and work for the Lord and not for men. It's all for God. So there's a couple of questions you got to ask yourself. Because many of us today are going, well, Sean, what, what's, my, what's my purpose? What has God called me to? A couple of questions you and I have to ask ourselves. Question number one, rhetorical question, answer to yourself, what am I here for? Yeah. What am I here for? You know, in the Old Testament, Jeremiah 20, Jeremiah says this, why was I ever born? Can you imagine, have you ever, ever asked yourself that question? Yeah. Why was it? Jeremiah goes, why was I ever born? My entire life has been filled with trouble, sorrow, and shame. You ever had those moments in your life? God, I really love the mountaintop experiences, but I feel like my whole life is lived in the valley. But the God on the mountaintop is still the God in the valley. And Jeremiah goes, why, why was I ever born? Man, if you're a Christian, if you're not a Christian, it doesn't matter. Sometimes we ask ourselves this question, why am I even here? And you know, a lot of times I ask people the question, what are you here for? And here's their response. To be a millionaire, to, to have a great job, to have an amazing education. You know, I ask a lot of guys, what are you here for? To, hire, to like marry a hot wife. I'm like, bro, come on. Like, <laughs> get some better goals, bro. Like, like what, what are you here for? And a lot of times the way people respond, it's all goal oriented. Yeah. But if you've given your heart to Jesus Christ, your purpose in life should not be goal-oriented. It should be God-oriented. Do you know for me, I want to be the best dad I can be, husband I can be, pastor I can be, leader I can be. At the end of the day, I would love to have on my tombstone, man, it was all worthless unless it was for Jesus. I want my whole life to be God-oriented. What are you here for? Ask yourself that question. You know what I'm here for? To leave a legacy to leave a legacy for Jesus. I want Anchor Church, when Teresa and I pass away 800 years from now, I want Anchor Church to continue to move forward and we knew we kept this legacy. We moved this legacy. Why? Because we weren't goal-oriented. We were God-oriented. We were walking in His purpose. If you're going, what am I here for? A couple things you're here for. Number one, you're here to love God. You're here on planet Earth to love God. The key word is worship. Do you recognize that you were created to worship? God created you to worship. And the reason why worship is so important that you put God in the very first place of your life is because you were created to worship. And so if you don't worship God and put God at the center of your life, you'll put something else at the center of your life. You'll worship money. You'll worship a relationship. You'll worship a job. You'll worship an education. You'll worship something else if it's not God. You'll put something else in that first place. And if you're wondering right now, what is it that I worship? Close your eyes and the very first thing you think about, what is it that you worship? The thing you lay in bed at night and dream about, what is it that you worship? Hopefully it's God. Hopefully it's pursuing the passionate things of God. But you're here to love God. You know what else you're here for? You're here to be like Jesus. The key word is character. There are other religions on planet earth that say this, your goal is to be a God. The goal of Christianity is not to be a God. The goal of Christianity is to be like Jesus. It's character. 
It's not about what you look like on the outside. It's about who he's transforming you to be on the inside because you and I need to look like Jesus, meek, servant, generous, loving, Christ-like attitude every single day. My wife should see more of Jesus in me than Sean. That's the goal. It's character. What's your purpose in life? To love God and to be like Jesus. The third thing is for you to help others. You should help others. The key word is service. I believe you and I are never more like Jesus than when we serve. You got to serve. You know what? When you go visit somebody in the nursing home or the hospital or help somebody out on the side of the road, you drive away going, I feel so good. You know why? Because you're tapping into the character of Jesus. That's service. You were created to do that. So your purpose in life is I want to worship. I want to be like Jesus. I want to serve others. And you know what else your purpose is? To share your faith. The key word here is mission. To share your faith. So ask yourself, what am I here for? You're here to love God. You're here to be like Jesus. You're here to serve others and you're here to tell others about the kingdom of God. Doesn't matter what you do, pastor, lawyer, doctor, stay-at-home mom, school teacher, and bank investor, doesn't matter. Uber driver, doesn't matter. Your job in everything you do, your purpose in life in everything you do is to share the gospel and to love people and to be like Jesus. That's your purpose. So live it out. We're stronger because of God's purpose. The second question you have to ask yourself is this. Number one, what am I here for? Number two, what am I living for? Am I living for survival? Am I living for significance? Or am I living for success? Because I know a lot of people in life that live for success. And if you're living for success, it's fleeting. Because if you're living for success, you'll get the car you wanted and then you want another one a year later. You get the money in the bank account that you thought you wanted five years ago and you want more money five weeks later. If you fight for success, you're gonna be really, really frustrated and beat down. But if you fight for significance in the kingdom of God, if you fight for purpose in God and say, it doesn't matter what other people think about me. I'm not living my life for others. I'm living my life for God. That's the importance of purpose. What are you living for? Are you living for significance or survival or success? What are you living for? Let me just give you a couple things really quickly here in regards to advantages of living in purpose. I notice I didn't say living on purpose. I said living in purpose because our goal as Christians is to live in the purposes of God. So you and I have advantages of living in purpose. The first one is this. It will lessen your disappointment. If you're walking in the purposes of God and living in the purposes of God, it will lessen your disappointment. Notice I didn't say it'll take away your disappointment because we will get disappointed but it will lessen our disappointment. Proverbs 23 in the Old Testament says this, for surely you have a future ahead of you. Your hope will not be disappointed. Do you know what happens to us in life? The reason why you and I get disappointed is because we live our lives for other people. When you live your life for someone else, you'll be disappointed. You'll be disappointed in you and they'll be disappointed in you. But can I encourage you today? God loves you. God loves you so much. Many of you right now, you're in a struggle of life because you tried to fight for a life you didn't even want. It's a life your parents wanted for you. And you're frustrated today because you feel like I've just disappointed mom and dad. I've disappointed my siblings. I've disappointed my family. I've disappointed. Listen, God loves you right now. And if you're living in that purpose that God has for your life, it doesn't matter what disappointments come your way. You know, God's pleased with me. God loves me. I'm fighting from a relationship with Christ because that's all that matters. It will lessen the disappointment. You know the other thing it'll do? 
not only will it lessen the disappointment, but if you are living in the purpose of God, it will give you inspiration. It'll give you inspiration. Do you know why it'll give you inspiration? Because when you fail, you still win. When you have God, when you fail, you will still win. I talk to a lot of people in life. They don't want to try something new because they're afraid to fail at it. I mean, that's the world we live in today. I don't want to try that because I might fail at that. Man, are you kidding me? I mean, I just, we, Teresa and I just had dinner with a, a guy, a friend of ours the other night. And he said, man, I want to talk more about the God of the valley, just not the God of the mountaintop. Yeah. Because you know when I learn more as a man of God about who I am, about who God, who God has made me to be, who I am in Christ, I learn more about myself and God in the valley than I do on the mountaintop. When things are rough, I have learned more about myself and my faith through COVID-19 than I ever have in my 47 years of life. This is when the rubber meets the road, man. This is when it's like, man, God, I trust you. I don't say to myself, oh, man, I can't believe we started Anchor Church and all of a sudden, man, we hit COVID. Are you kidding me right now? Man, the word that God keeps giving me about Anchor Church is this. We are unstoppable. We have ambition. Why? Because we're on purpose. We're driven. We're inspired by God. We're inspired by the things of God, and we're not going to stop. Well, Sean, what are we going to do? If we have to continue to do this for the next six years, we'll keep preaching on camera because God is moving in us and through us, and the church is growing, and we won't be denied. We're going to keep moving. Inspired. And here's the other thing I wrote down. When it comes to being walking and being driven in the purpose of God, Another advantage is this. It will clarify your direction. It'll clarify your direction. Many of you today, you're confused about what direction to go. And the reason why you're confused is because you're not listening to God. You're listening to other people. Somebody else says, you should take that job. You should go to that school. You should get that car. You should buy. You're listening. You should date that person. And and so because of that, your direction is, is, is blurry. But God hasn't called you to listen to other people. He's called you to listen to him. I'm not living for their purpose. I'm living for God's purpose. It will clarify. James 1 says this, but when you ask him, be sure that you really expect an answer for a doubtful mind is as unsettled as a wave of the sea that is driven and tossed by the wind. He says, James says, listen, every single time you live for other people and it is so difficult to walk in the purposes of God because you're trying to live for other people and not for what God wants you to live for. You're gonna live for God. And when you do, when you live in his purpose, it will clarify the direction you need to go. Has anyone ever seen those pictures before where like the picture is a bunch of dots and the more you stare at it, all of a sudden the picture just comes into focus and it's this 3D image. I couldn't see those when I was a kid. Like Teresa could see them easily. We would look at this picture and go, oh, look at that. That's awesome. And I'm like, I don't see it. Oh, there's a penguin right there and there's an iceberg. And I'm like, she goes, well, if you crossed your eyes a little bit. So I'm like, looking like this, you know, I couldn't see anything. And I remember the day I saw it, I was like, I see it. I see the picture. And I would, anywhere I moved, I could still see it. You know what happened? All of a sudden, I looked at it long enough. I got focused enough. All of a sudden, I could see the image. And many of you aren't focused right now because you're focused on what other people think instead of what God says. And if you focus on God's purpose, it will clarify your direction. That's so good. Let me give you some quick action steps really quickly before I wrap up. So many of you are like, okay, Sean, I want to live on purpose for God. I want to be stronger because of his purpose. I want, what do I do? Three things. How do you start living in God's purpose? Number one, identify who you're living for. Ask yourself right now, tough question. Rubber meets the road right now. I'm not playing games. Stop playing games. Who are you living for? Yeah. 
Are you living for you? Are you living for God? Are you living for somebody else? Because you should be living for God. Yeah. Question number two. If you, who, who are you living for? Question number two. Ask yourself, am I living God's way? And if I'm living God's way, am I walking God's way? Because yeah. if you're going to live for it, walk in it. Mm. And the third thing I wrote down is this. Then just go for it. Ask yourself, who am I living for? Recognize that God's plan is the only plan. It's the only way. His purpose is the only direction you should be walking in. And then go for it. Let's go. Man, walk in the purpose of God. Stop living your way and start walking God's way and see that you're stronger because of his purpose. Man, maybe you're here today and you've gone through a difficult time and maybe you're listening to this message going, I needed that. Can I encourage you today, my friend? So did I. And maybe you're walking going, man, I've never walked in the purpose of God. And where does that start? It starts by you and I saying, God, come into my heart. Come into my life. Make me brand new. There's a prayer that we pray that gives our heart over to Jesus Christ. The Bible says he comes in and makes everything new. I prayed this prayer September 20th, 1980, and my life was radically changed forever. And I stopped walking in my purpose and I started living in God's. And if you're joining us right now and you've never prayed that prayer, but you want to say, Sean, today I'm ready. Just raise your hand, wherever you are, just raise your hand. Yeah, just raise your hand, right? Yeah, just raise your hand. We're all gonna pray this prayer out loud together, but if you raised your hand, today's your day. Just say, dear Lord Jesus, Jesus, today I'm giving you my life. life. I'm living in your purpose purpose. and not my own. own. Forgive me of my sins, forgive me of my my past, past. and make me a brand new person. person. And as best as I know how, how, I'm gonna follow you you. the rest of my life. life. In Jesus' name I pray. Amen. Hey, congratulations to all of you today that prayed that prayer. Man, listen, get connected with our church. Let us know you prayed that prayer on Facebook or on our website, Instagram. Just let us know you made that decision because you just made the greatest decision of your life and we want to go on this journey with you. We love you. Have a great week. Thanks again for listening to today's podcast. We're so glad you joined us. If you made a decision for Jesus today, man, shoot us a DM. Let us know that you made that decision for Christ today because we're in your corner and we want to help you on this decision that you made. Man, check out all of our social media platforms. Check us out on Facebook, on YouTube, on Instagram. Go to our website, but let us know who you are because we want to get a chance to connect with you. We're praying for you this week and we can't wait to see you next time.